If you are feeling that there is something else for you, that it wouldn't be there and it wouldn't be feeling that way if it weren't true. Welcome to Connect Back In Podcast. I'm Morgan King, your host, and I'm so passionate about sharing with you the spiritual concepts that have transformed my life. It is not always an easy path, but I know within my soul that if it's good on the inside, it's good on the outside. Through interviews with experts and my personal experience, we will break down how to live a spiritual life in today's society. My hope is that you find the inspiration and support you need as you explore your own journey to connect back in. Hey, it's Morgan King with Connect Back In, and thank you as always for being here today. We have a pretty fun interview with Lauren Allen. She is a friend of mine, and she's also the founder of Corporate School Dropout, which is this whole phenomenon. We'll kind of talk about that a little bit more here, but after 15 years as a project manager professional, PMP, she's pivoted her skills to support new business owners to launch their business and create their corporate exit plan. Lauren has aligned her passion for helping others with a multitude of resources to inspire, motivate, and empower them to make changes to serve their best life. So what this looks like is if you're one of those people who are currently in corporate and you are finding your job mundane or you don't like it or you know there's more to life and you want to be an entrepreneur, where do you go? What do you do? What's the next step? Well, Lauren not only went through that process herself, but then gathered up all the nuggets of wisdom that she learned through that experience and then created Corporate School Dropout. So this is a podcast that you can listen to other people who have dropped out of their corporate careers and pursued entrepreneurial dreams. She has a Facebook group. She has a community there's a website. She does coaching. She does programs. The opportunities are endless. And on our conversation today, we talk about Lauren's experience through that. So the nudges she experienced along the way that really guided her through this process, which now she's been on for over four years as a successful entrepreneur on her own, doing her own thing, and then helping others to do the same things. We dive into the word enough and why that's not a unit of measurement. So we shouldn't be using that as a success measure to ourselves and how we practice in our business. We talk about her experience moving to San Diego and a lot of other things. Lauren is such a kind soul. She has beautiful Southern charm and she's honest and open and pure. And I hope you enjoy this interview as much as I did recording it. So take a listen. I hope it helps you whether you're on a journey to finding your corporate school dropout story or you're just looking for inspiration about life. This is it. Take a listen and enjoy. Have here with me today, Lauren Allen, corporate school dropout. Thank you Thank so you much. Thank you for being here. <laughs> <laughs> so you are normally on my end interviewing people, successful people, if you will as deemed as society sees success, but also in other ways too. Um, So I'd like to turn the microphone over to you today and share with the audience your story. And before this, you're like, how far back do I go? And it's like, as far back as you want to go. Because I think the way this podcast originated actually was called the La Jolla Local. And I would interview people to share their success stories so that people would feel less alone. 
So any part of your story that you feel is relevant to support that um, objective, I think is important. So I'll let you just dive right in. Well, I, as you were saying that, I think I'm going to go back even a little further that I've never really shared on my Ooh, show. Awesome. That sounds great. Um, I think it was about six years ago. I was supposed to go to San Diego. I'd never been before on a romantic weekend away with the boyfriend. Mm-hmm. And where and did you live at the time? I was in Denver, Colorado at the time. Yep. And... I went to San Diego alone. That romantic weekend did not actually come to fruition. So I got on the plane by myself, decided that I was going to go anyway. My cousin at the time was dancing in Phantom of the Opera and they were performing in San Diego that weekend. It just happened to be at the same time. So I called my cousin and I said, hey, I, um, well, she already knew I was going to be there. I'd already got tickets for the show. And I said, um, can I stay with you during this weekend? Like, aren't, don't you have an Airbnb? Don't you have some sort of housing? And she's like, yeah, you can sleep. Basically I slept on the couch that weekend. And I was like, you know what? I still want this trip. I've never been. And I want to see my cousin. Like, this is going to be great. And so I started, well, I ended up with, of course, by myself, but my, my cousin like goes to brunch with me and kind of sends me on my way because she's got to get ready for a show. And I, go to Balboa Park and I spend the day there. I go to a a show about love at Mm. the Globe Theater. And then I spend the evening at Phantom of the Opera. So long story short, I ended up loving San Diego and I just felt like there was something that was drawing me to be there long, like for, I guess, let me back up. The weekend was amazing. I Loved it and found myself sitting on Sunset Cliffs the night that I was leaving. And thank goodness I didn't have uh, a flight till later that evening and got to watch the the sunset. And I was like, oh, my God, this was a pretty traumatic trip. I had a breakup. I'm here by myself, but I am still like madly in love with who I am and the sunset and this location. Mm -hmm. And so several months later maybe a year later, I actually can't remember, like, since I've never gone back to, since I've never told this part of the story. Mm -hmm. um, I don't know what the time frame is anymore. But I started feeling that inkling that I was ready for something different in my life. And I kind of went back to that feeling that I felt on those cliffs. Mm. And I could not explain why, but I knew that I needed to go go to San Diego for a reason. Mm-hmm. And my friends, family thought I was crazy. And I really thought about it for probably about six months before I even voiced it out loud because I felt like I was kind of being irrational, maybe. Like I developed this whole world and this whole life in, in Denver, Colorado. I've been there for 10 years. I just bought a house. Like what do you mean you want to leave all of this behind and go to a new city and basically start over? Mm -hmm. But something kept saying like, that was the right thing to do. Like, Mm -hmm. so I just kept listening to it and I'd wake up like on Saturday mornings and like snuggle with my, my dog, Sunny. And I'm like, Sunny, I wonder what it'd be like to like wake up at the beach. Like, what Mm -hmm. would that be like on a Saturday morning to like walk to this coffee place? Remember that coffee place I found um, when I was visiting San Diego? Like, what if I just went back there? What if that was like my normal day? Yeah. 
And so I kept just dreaming that that was something that I wanted to do. So I finally had a, I guess my boss got fired and I said, and there's the role, excuse me, where you were the executive assistant to the chief. No, no, that was like in my twenties. This was just, I was a project manager. Um, This was my last position. Yes. Yep. Okay. And my, my boss gets fired and I kind of look at my friend, Katie, and I said, ah, I think that's a sign that it's time for me to go too. I was like, I think that this, this is, and she was the only one that knew. And I said, I, I'm going to San Diego. Mm-hmm. And she goes, okay, that's awesome. <laughs> Do you want to talk about it? And I'm like, not really. Like, I don't really know. I don't even know how I'm going to get there. I don't even know what's going to happen. So I put a play a plan into place. Six months later, I have quit my job. I sold my house and I moved to San Diego and I took about four months off of work. Um, luckily, I sold my house in Denver with a big enough nest egg that I was able to, as I told my uh, my told my real estate agent that I had um, I could fuck off for longer because <laughs> I knew I needed a break. But uh, I didn't, you know, I was like, okay, I'm gonna have a couple thousand. Blah, 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 blah. Yeah. That's probably about two months off of work. We'll have to figure out something within that two months. Well, I was able to do it for much longer, which was. Another reason I like cried with gratitude because I never thought I would ever have a blessing like that. Like just a huge windfall of like, I made a really good investment and it Mm -hmm. paid off really well to allow me to make this huge step forward in this next chapter of my life. So I get to San Diego and I start taking time off and start thinking about what was next, start meeting some people and getting calls from recruiters. And so I start taking these calls from recruiters and emails and stuff. So I went to my first job interview and I was so numb. I couldn't, I didn't want to be there for anything. Like no part of me wanted to take that position. I mean, it was very lucrative. I think back now, I'm like, I can't believe you let that go. And then I'm like, I'm so glad you let that go. And so, um, yeah, I just started meeting people who were doing life differently and they were they had businesses and they had multiple businesses, some people to like make ends meet. And so I just saw that there was kind of life outside of corporate. Like none of these people were going to these positions and nobody hated their life like every like what I was used to. Mm-hmm. And so I kind of came to the conclusion and a uh, my CrossFit coach asked me to review his business plan. And that was really the catalyst that started like my first business. And then I just really dove in um, headfirst into creating, create or just starting from there. Like, okay, I've reviewed this business plan. I think I want to turn this into a business. I'll get him to like be my first client and test out how this is going to work. And then everything just kind of snowballed from there. Like the people and the events and everything just started put like finding their way into my, into my path mm-hmm. and supporting that journey into I lost you in supporting oh, that oh, journey nobody <laughs> oh, shit but, but it's just that little tiny back part so it was like you started working with that guy one on one and then it started supporting that journey and then what was that last piece oh i said so what i found was that the the people and events and everything that i needed were put into my path to start supporting that journey into business ownership mm-hmm. and i said yeah <laughs> i really went really far back but it ultimately started 
because of a breakup and finding that I felt like there was something about San Diego that said like, you need to be here. And I had to follow that, that gut feeling, that intuition. And I listened and I wouldn't be here if I didn't make that move. Yeah. I'm glad you went all the way back. Cause I feel like throughout this story that you're sharing, it's like, there's this duality of like this rational brain, which is generally fear of like, okay, well, is this the right thing to do? And like kind of considering the how, but you really trusted your intuition so much so that it was almost as if the universe was like, we know that for you to become the Lauren that you already are, that we want you to see who you are. We need to put you in this environment where lots of people are doing it. So you have proof. And then like the things just started unfolding, it sounds like for you. And I feel like San Diego is such a great place for that because it is, it's an expensive, beautiful place to live because it's beautiful. It's expensive. And so people find different ways to afford the lifestyle that they want to create because it's 75 degrees and sunny 90% of the year and you live right by the ocean. And so there's not only a lack of options when it comes to nine to five, at least that's my belief, but so people, the entrepreneurship world is very vast. Like I don't know anyone. (laughs) I don't think that has a normal job. Like my sister has a, is a nurse. She's actually starting a hospice now. She's breaking off in entrepreneurship. That was like the last person. Like everyone I know is either in like mission sales based or like owns their own business. And so I think putting you into that environment and then just like you listened to the nudges. And like when that person reached out to you about reviewing the business plan, you could have been like, oh no, you know, like I don't really want to do that. And look what that led to. Yeah. So I love that idea of like sometimes when we want change or we're craving something different, we oftentimes assume it's this huge monumental shift. And of course, like you leaving Denver certainly was, but you took steps that you just took the first step in front of you. And that's really all it takes is instead of like seeing things from start to finish is like, okay, what's one thing I can do right now to get me closer? Yeah. Whether that's taking someone to coffee or whatever, small, what were you going to say? Well, that's exactly what I did is I knew that I couldn't take off, take on the entire like process at the same time. So I did every single day I made I was like, okay, you only have to do one thing that gets you closer to San Diego. And mm-hmm. that would, to me, I was like, that was either a LinkedIn connection, an email, a phone call, um, maybe applying to a job. I also like created kind of a bucket list of just things in my life that kind of needed to be addressed before mm-hmm. I could make the move. Since I, I said, I just bought a house. I'm like, okay, like I need to stay in this house for two years. I, I think at that time I still had about a year. I was like, okay, we have a year to kind of figure out this before I needed, before I could sell the house. Cause I wanted to make sure that I wasn't going to be paying capital to gains tax. Like I was totally. like, I want to yeah. get all that money. <laughs> yeah. I mean, as a realtor, I would advise yeah. that as well. I honestly tell my yeah. clients, especially right now in a seller's market, I'm like, if you're looking to buy, you cannot sell for like three to five years. Yeah. Otherwise, like let's just hold off. So that was a smart thing to do. Yeah. I think so kind of going a little step further is like, so you started reviewing that business plan, which led you to your business now. And I love this idea of like you kind of going through it, what you teach others now, which is dropping out of corporate, identifying the opportunity to help guide someone through the process and what you wish you had almost, and then creating these programs and systems and coaching 
to then support all these, like you've supported so many people, which is so extraordinary because you touch one person, which has the impact of touching so many other people. Like think of their kids and their husbands and the people they interact with, like they're happier because of what you do. So think of like, I would love for you to talk about. So from there, you review the business plan. Like how did this all come about? (laughs) Oh my goodness. So that was like on a Tuesday and on that following Saturday is when I've met so many of our mutual connections. Mm -hmm. There was a marketing and branding workshop up in uh, Encinitas by a group called the Boss Babes Brunch Club. And that's where I met Megan Ladd and like I said, uh, several of our other mutual friends. And I don't really know exactly what I did step by step, but I just started exploring and putting myself into kind of the circles of people who were creating and were like trying to figure out, okay, if they're creating this, what, like, what do I need to do? And I made a lot of mistakes along the way. Like, um, I didn't know. I, 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 the other day I posted like this gif of a little dog and he's on the t- on, he's on the back of a train and he's laying the tracks as the train is going along and he's like rushing to get the track down so the train you know can go over it. And I was like, that's what I feel like sometimes. And I felt like that for like four years of like, I'm just putting down one piece of a track down at a time, like just mm-hmm. as just enough leeway to like guide my path along. Yeah. Um, but I, I, I started like testing out, like, I think this is what I want to do. And then I started talking to people and being like, this is what I'm going to offer. Is this something that makes sense? And Mm so I started working with, I think my first client, Susan, you can go hear her story on my podcast, Susan Hill. She's an amazing woman. Amazing that she trusted me to guide her. She branched out on her own and she started her own interior design business and is still doing amazing. I just actually got to talk to her for the first time in a couple of years, just maybe a month ago. And I'm like, oh my God, it's so crazy to like two year, two or three years later to find out that like she's still doing so well. Yeah. So I took what I used to love in corporate, which was my project management skill and background and turned it into helping other people launch their business. And that was kind of like the first idea. And it was all referral based because I was brand new had no, um, well, I had a website up, but as we know, like your website doesn't mean anything until you're actually connecting and meeting with people. And so you don't I, think that you like push it live and you're like, Oh God, yeah, they're all going to come. Gonna- <laughs> I'm going to be so busy. <laughs> you need to finesse this one paragraph for the 90th. And yeah. it's like, no, and you look at your Google analytics. You're like, okay. Yeah. Nobody looked. Yeah. Nobody looked. Um, yeah. So it was all referral based for a while. And I really just used those first few clients as a, like a test of like <laughs> one, my pricing two my, my methodology and the theory of, is this even going to work? And I just kept refining it from there. And then eventually I, well, hold on, I'll, I'll rewind. I also met this um, wonderful person, Sarah Ference, through a Facebook group. And we started doing Facebook Lives every Tuesday about business topics. And so we did that for a year. And we both got so comfortable with just speaking on on camera and on microphones. And we both said, you know, we're ready to take this to a podcast. And I came up with the idea of corporate school dropout because it was something that I called myself because I thought it was funny. Mm -hmm. And I came to her with the suggestion of like, I think this is going to work. And she's politely told me 
that's your story. And I think you should tell it. And she was like, that's not, that's not the story that I want to talk about. Even though she is a dropout and she has since been on the podcast, she's like, that's not where I'm passionate about sharing. So we, we broke up, Yeah. but it was so wonderful. And I, I've, I always say she, we, she graciously told me like, Lauren, that's your story. Like you need to run with this. Mm -hmm. And so I, um, I did, I did, I went to, I had to drive up to Malibu to visit a friend. And by the time I got there from like San Diego to Malibu, I had already like daydreamed up, like, this is the type of interview style. This is how I'm going to get people on. This is what I'm going to do. And so I basically like built out the framework and I think that was probably October, October started interviewing by February and we launched in April. Two years ago in April. Two years ago. Okay. Yep. And now it's like, how many episodes do you have recorded? Um, this week I released Posted. episode 90. Wow. But and most I, podcasts don't get past episode 20. Yeah. Maybe you yeah. even told me that. No, it's 11. Episode 11. <laughs> mm-hmm. That's extraordinary. And it's like yeah. wildly successful. It's gaining so much traction now because you share such a relevant message that whether you are pursuing drop out from corporate or not, it's all about believing in yourself, taking risks, um, learning from things that don't work out. I really don't believe there's failure. I wish that we could reframe the way that that word is used because you're either gathering information or you're, you're progressing forward or either way you're progressing forward. And it's just like you share that in such an eloquent way. And one thing I want to touch on that's really cool is, um, you were talking about like the dog laying down the railroad track (laughs) is I just had a chat with uh, Tyler this week. And I was like, just not being around people. I never knew how much I needed that. And I I think it's for my ego um, is like, I never know what mile marker I'm on in a marathon. Like, am I on mile two or mile 20? Like, how am I doing? Right. And then I met with someone else and they said, but there's, there's no 26th mile. <laughs> it doesn't matter. And that like struck me is like, we have this baseline of like where we should be or are we doing it right or whatever that looks like to you. And it was just so beautiful because there's no defined middle or end of this situation called life. We have no clue what's going to happen. We don't know what the end looks like for us or when that will be. And so it's just really embracing the moment, taking things as they come, laying that railroad track down piece by piece. And I feel that's what you do. And like consistently though, you know, like all the things that you deliver to your audience and you have that Facebook page, I know, which you're really active on No, Uh, We have a Facebook group. Facebook group. Yeah. Yeah. We have a membership group. Uh Yeah. So why don't we like kind of dive in maybe to this or actually really quick, just want to switch gears. So on that note, um, I had mentioned before the podcast is you did a beautiful like one-off episode for corporate school dropout about enough and like, tell me more about that. And like where the inspiration came from that. Um, I don't actually remember where the inspiration came from. (laughs) Maybe you weren't feeling enough. Like all, all the time, you know? I, I would have to go back and so I do these bonus episodes, but they are solely inspired something I'm feeling inspired for that week. And so I don't remember, I'd have to go back and listen to that episode to like a couple maybe, months ago. Yeah, yeah. To get triggered of like, maybe what was I talking about? But I guess you're, 
I'm assuming somebody or maybe myself during that week was just like, I'm not doing enough. Oh, I've, sheesh, I've had this conversation. I'm not doing enough. That I'm not doing enough is, is a reoccurring conversation. And all of a sudden I was like, but hold on a second. Enough is not a unit of measure. There's no way to ever like put a ruler against enough and say it's done or it's this many inches or that many inches. And so I, geez, I know I've worked with my coaches a lot in the beginning because I was looking at everybody else in that whole comparison game and was mm-hmm. like, well, you know, I'm not doing enough to get to where they are, but also I did an episode last week that was like, you never know what's behind closed doors. So how could I ever measure up to somebody else's perceived success when within myself, I I actually taught, I thought about this morning, this morning in the shower, you know, those epiphanies in the shower of always, yeah. What, wherever I am and whatever I'm doing currently, I've still created something. Like mm-hmm. I've created something that is enough in itself. And I guess I kind of had a moment to myself of like, it doesn't matter what anybody else has created or what everything else is going on in the world. If I just look, look, I love your, I love the concept. If I just connect back into who I am, I have done something mm-hmm. and that's all that matters. And like, not only are you so passionate about what you do and you bring inspiration forward, which I really think is the energy that creates success, but I also, and I've, you've know this from my podcast is like all that aside, it doesn't even matter because your purpose here isn't to do that. I think there's a misconception, like my purpose, your purpose is to be exactly who you are and whatever that looks like is enough. And like, worthiness is your birthright and there's no prerequisite required at all. And we're taught that I need to deliver this. I need to prove I'm worthy. I need to show that I'm deserving of my success. And that leads to a lot of struggle and sacrifice and kind of going against your well-being oftentimes because you're like, just you're exhausting yourself to look for external validation where you will never find it. Where when you come from this energy, when you're speaking of enough, it's like you showed up with a thousand percent certainty that everything you ever wanted would was already here. It already existed. You were doing the exact thing that you were meant to do to achieve that thing. You were being guided. How would you show up in this world? Like every decision you make would be different because you're not coming from a place of, oh, I have to do this or I should. And like we use that in the self-development world is like, oh, I get to. But it's like, if you really believe that, then the inspiration comes through, then you're connected to who you are and those decisions become so easy and life becomes joyful. But when we come from a place of, I need to prove or I'm not worthy just as I am, I need to do something to show I'm worthy, that is where the disconnect comes from and the struggle and sometimes you're out of alignment with what you're meant to do. I'm glad you bring it up that way because when I was in corporate, I was clueless that any of this was available to me, honestly. Like to me, there were no self, to me, (laughs) if I went to the bookstore, they were like how to win a guy in 10 days or how not to lose a guy. But other than that, like there were no self-help, there was no self-discovery books. And I know now that they were there because they've, they've been written for a long time, but I didn't know to seek that stuff out. 
You weren't ready to receive it maybe then too. No, I, I had no idea. I have no idea. And I think that's one of the reasons I've become so passionate about corporate school dropout. And the work that I do is that if I was a woman in corporate and didn't know this was available to me, there, according to Google, there are 74 million other women in corporate who may not know this is available to them too. And if I can potentially get on a Google search and I, and they type in corporate and Mm. corporate school dropout can pop up. I know that it may help them. Yeah. And what you're searching, like when not necessarily searching, but when you're available to support those individuals, like they're ready and waiting and looking for you because you are so aligned with your truth and your passions that like, I believe that source is working through you to help support those people. I will say, and I, I do this too, and that's why I started this podcast is I was giving a lot of unsolicited advice to people who weren't ready to receive it because I'm just like, if I could just show you how great it is over here and I would speak all the time and it would actually belittle my belief system because they had so much, they had so many limiting beliefs that they were like desperate to hold on to. They'd have like all these examples. Well, what about this? If you say this is true, then why does this happen? And I'd be like, well, I don't know why that happens, you know? And you just got to know that same with me when I was in corporate, we actually had Sean Aker, who's the, he studies happiness. He's from Harvard. I don't know if you know him, but he essentially states that you can't find, you have to be happy to find success. Success doesn't come and then you become happy, which is ultimately the law of attraction, but he breaks it into scientific measurements. It's really beautiful. He spoke at my company event and he gave us all a free signed copy I didn't pick up that book. It didn't resonate with me. Like I, and now I didn't even read back then. And now I literally read a book a week. It's like so other under spectrum, but you got to just know that like we all have our own life curriculum and you're always exactly where you should be, whether you're doing this stuff or not. And just trusting that whatever you are meant to receive, the universe will put in front of your path. And that's why I think you and I met. And I think I met Megan Ladd then and who's my coach and was Lauren's coach. Um, And it's just beautiful. Like once you almost in the shower have those thoughts, then it just starts to unfold once you're ready to receive it. But until that time, it's just white noise. It's like, it reminds me of um, Charlie Brown, like the mom where it's like, like that. And you're right. Like I still, I feel like when I'm speaking and I'm trying to like, encourage somebody or inspire someone. I'm like, one, I got to stop trying. Um, two, you're right. If they're not ready to receive, then whatever I got, wah, 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 like they're not ready to listen. So a lot of times people are like, well, what should I do? I said, you know what? Check out the podcast. Just start mm-hmm. at the podcast. Like if you, if you're not ready to work with me, no problem. I yeah. like actually know that my um, sales cycle is almost six months. Mm-hmm. And it's actually not that long, by the way. Well, yeah. (laughs) Well, I mean, when you're a sole proprietor, it feels like it's forever, but it's, it's, geez, I took me over a year to hire my first coach. So I can definitely understand it, but to know that, Hey, I'm just meeting this person. One, they're not going to hire me right away, but two, there are a million other ways to start getting inspired, which I'm like, go check out the episode, go check out the episodes. But then another one of my friends was like, Hey, Lauren, you've been interviewing these people for all these, well, two years now, 
but why are you not showcasing what you do with these people and what you do with your clients? And so she really encouraged me actually to start the bonus episodes that are every Friday to mm-hmm. start start sharing more of my thoughts and my teachings and my learnings along the journey so that they can hear my voice mm-hmm. more than just chiming in every few minutes through an interview. So I really have to give it to one of my my girlfriends uh, who's also a business owner to challenge me to, to even put myself for even further out of a comfort zone than I than I thought I was. Because yes, it is super comfortable to just chat on the the an interview. Like I really enjoy it. But to come up with a concept and then speak on it, I don't know how you do your solo episodes all the time. I'm like, oh my God, I can't speak for 20 minutes or longer. It tends to be a long time. If I'm yeah. I really do like I'm like source work through me for what this needs to hear. I'll be on a walk and I'm like I like record it basically because I get so inspired and then I come back and I'm like, oh God, what was I going to say? Because I don't write notes because I yeah. want it to be authentic and flow. So I t- can totally relate to that. Yeah. But I will say like, speaking of relating is like your one-off episodes are so relatable. I don't know if it's just like your intention or just your voice with that like Southern twang, but you just like have this really comforting, like, like you're just having coffee with a girlfriend and you're just being open and honest and sharing. And I just think that is, I don't want to say it's missing because I know it's out there, but I wish that was at the forefront versus the highlight reel because we don't even dip our toe in this lifetime into our true potential because we believe whatever story we've been telling ourselves. And so you help uncover through those one-offs. And I think through the interviews, because even there, they share things that have supported them along the way. And, you know, I think what you're doing holistically, it really just gives um, a voice to what so many people want to hear. So I just commend you for that. It's not a BS like line. I really do. I think it's just, Really, really good. Because some of the podcasts, I'm a podcast junkie. I love them, but I'm just like, is that really real? Because <laughs> like the iceberg analogy where it's like 10% is, you only see 10% of Morgan even, and I'm super vulnerable. Maybe you see 20% of me. There's this whole other 80% of me that you have no idea what's going on in the background. And there is a part of us where we're business, we're entrepreneurs, we are the face of our brand. And so there's this like blending dynamic of like, I'm not a complete basket case. You can trust me to sell or buy for real estate, but I'm also a human being. And I want you to know, like, you're never alone. There's always someone who has experienced what you're going through and it's part of the human experience and you're going to make it out. Okay. It's kind of like the whole point of all this and probably what you're doing too, like the bigger scale of it. Mm -hmm. It's, it's, it's crazy. And I, I think I talked about it the other day on a, on my bonus episode. Again, that comparison, one, you don't know about what's behind closed doors, but two, when you do start to share and you realize that other people feel the same way and then you're like, oh, oh, people can relate to me. Yeah. I'm not an island all on my own. Yeah. And the comparison thing too, I really learned to like, that was a big one for me for a while. It's like, especially being a newer agent. And just seeing people get clients right away or whatever. It took me a year to sell my first house. And that's a long time. Open houses, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, every single weekend, doing all the things. But it was really the belief that I had within myself that needed to shift in order for me to acquire that first client. But I think... So I would see people selling or whatever. And really, I would love for you as an audience, like someone who's listening 
to see that you feel that ping. Oh gosh, look at her. It's because you have that potential. That's a desire you hold within you. That's you're more than capable of. It's actually showing you proof so that you can instill the belief that you are worthy of that too. But instead we look at it and say, oh, she has that. I don't. Right. So if you are able the next time you're on the socials or whatever, and maybe you want to get engaged or maybe you want to have a baby and you're trying and you see people that have a baby and you're like, oh, and I get it. Like that's the approach that we've been taught to take. But what if you just test it out for a couple of times and go good for her. That's going to be me soon. Yeah. And that's when, why you feel that ping. That's a recognition of your desire being available to you. I have to read this to you really quickly. Yes, please. Is it a quote? Of course. Yes. I love me a quote. Okay. Don't miss the opportunity to bring more into your life by receiving what comes into their life. Receiving is receiving is receiving. Mm. It doesn't matter if you receive for you or celebrate for someone else. The more you appreciate, the more you appreciate. Yes. Abundance everywhere. There's no finite pie. So I'll, this is, this is from uh, Shauna Van Bogart and she has a a podcast called just being, and I'm a, I'm totally addicted to at the moment as well, but she teaches on the art of receiving and geez, I was, I told her, I said, you know, I've been spending all this time like working on mindset and gratitude and all these shifts out of corporate but I have really just learned and started to try to appreciate, like she's saying, the art of receiving. And so this week I've noticed like several other podcasters have been posting that they've they've hit like these download numbers. And I remember how I felt when I was hitting those numbers. And so I've just been going, oh my God, congratulations. I know that this is this is huge for you. Like good job. And trying to actually go out there and be more excited because it's mm-hmm. I'm not in competition with them. Like we are our own entities and if it if someone's not listening to me because they don't like me, but they're listening to a friend of mine, great. Yeah, it's all the same great. goal. Yeah, yeah. And I, I realized it throughout this journey that, you know, if there's social media posts or there's people out there that are triggering, yes, go ahead and unfollow them. That's fine. Yes. But the people that you want to support, make sure you support them wholeheartedly. There's not a competition between us. Mm-hmm. And to let go of the feeling, like you said, of like your friend selling a house and you're like, oh, I wanted to sell that house. But you're right. It was proof that you can sell the house. Like there are and people was, selling houses. Exactly. And it's like so but like nothing meant for you can pass you by. It's just yeah. it's as true as that. And I have so much proof of that. I could talk for 25 hours. It's insane. Even like you, I think of just in the beginning of this podcast episode and the, kind of the beginning of your story, if you will, that you shared is like you broke up with someone, you know, and like that experience, he wasn't meant for you. And he, but that was for you to then find San Diego and look at what that brought to your life. Like it's all meant for you. And if a door closes, like I know it's cheesy, but literally 10 open. And it's, if you believe that, right. Um, this was awesome. I felt like this energy field coming through me when something's really good and I can feel like the universe is like, yeah, that's a good one. That's good. <laughs> I feel like I get all warm in my heart Aww. and I felt that like almost the whole episode. So tying things together, we're going to do our ode to my girl, Oprah, 
who's like my favorite human. Um, Mine too. What do you know for sure, Lauren? I know for sure that if you are feeling that there is something else for you, that it wouldn't be there and it wouldn't be feeling that way if it weren't true. So if your intuition is pulling at you to do something different, maybe to leave your corporate job, I don't know. Um, but encouraging to you to explore something new, I, I know for sure that it wouldn't be there if it weren't meant for you mm, and it weren't that. true. I love that. It's not a dress rehearsal either. Take those nudges. That's awesome. Yeah. Where can, I'll have everything in the show notes of how you guys can connect with Lauren and her podcast. But if you want to just mention here, yeah, you can find everything over on the website, corporateschooldropout.com. There's a community coaching workshop podcast. Everything is under corporate school dropout. All things. Well, thank you so much, Lauren. Appreciate you. Thank you. I appreciate you too. Did you enjoy this episode? If you did, then head on over to iTunes to subscribe, rate, and review this podcast. We sincerely appreciate your feedback. Stay tuned for another episode of Connect Back In, and thank you for listening.